the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Welcome to Always Right with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. Hour number two, underway now, eight minutes. Past 10 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on this Monday. Good stuff from Congressman Jim Jordan. Last half hour. If you would like to respond to any or all of that, you may do so at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. This is a Monday, the 31st and final morning of the first month of the year of our Lord, 2022. Let's make it a good one. Uh, second hour is all yours and mine, meaning we are guest-free. So when you are ready to call, and I see some people already have, I'll come to you as quickly as I can. Uh, but by all means, hit me up and we'll put you on the radio. I do want to get a few things out there too. I, I did a little bit of a kind of a mini rant on free speech in the uh, monologue this morning, the opening monologue. I did a little mini rant, uh, simply because <clears throat> of, um, the silencing of Canadians by, uh, Justin Trudeau. That's what he's trying to do anyway. He's trying to dismiss the 45 miles worth of truckers. He's trying to dismiss the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Canadians who stood along the highway uh, in freezing cold Canadian temperatures. That's right. Canadian temperatures are different different than, than American temperatures. It's way colder in the gray, white north. But you understand the point. Uh, standing there applauding and cheering those truckers on, and Justin Trudeau is trying to dismiss and silence them. Um, so I talked about the difference between free speech and freedoms in other countries that still are free to an extent, but not sharing the type of um, extraordinary uh, opportunities and freedoms that are protected here in the United States. And it was, just, you know, it's important to me uh, to make those distinctions. So now I want to make this distinction: freedom is not free in the United States when people are silenced for presenting dissenting opinions, when they're silenced for presenting information that runs counter to the information of the prevailing narrative, being pushed by perhaps the prevailing party, meaning the party in power. And when it comes to the mainstream media, the party in power is always the Democrat Party, whether they have won elections or not, because the mainstream media gives them the power of the press a slanted press, a biased press, a politically motivated press, a partisan press, call it what you will, an enemy of the people press, to quote the 45th president. So they're always the party in power from that standpoint. But perhaps they've overplayed their hand a little bit now in trying to make corporate America bow to their liberal will and kneel uh, at the feet of liberalism. Corporate America in the way of, for example, Spotify. I told you the story on Friday. I'm sure you've followed it since then in social media circles and in other places. But Spotify became the center uh, center uh, point or focal point of free speech. 
when they were challenged by 179-year-old former classic rocker uh, Neil Young of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young fame, of his own personal uh, um, uh, solo career fame. You probably know him for one song, and probably one song only. You remember this, right? Well, don't get too excited about it, because that's all you're going to hear of it. I'm not going to give him any lyrics. I'm not going to give him any, uh, any um, uh, play on these airwaves. But Neil Young, you probably know from Keep On Rockin' in the Free World. Again, probably nothing else, unless you were a CSNY fan. And I was. I have to admit, I was. Still am. I have some Crosby, Stills, and I CSN. i got to check to see if any of the CSN songs I have on are CSNY on my playlist. But the only song I had on my phone, on my, my you know music playlist, was from Neil Young, was Keep On Rockin' in the Free World, which is ironic for the reason that I'm telling you this story. Neil Young, who, again, long, long, long ago lost relevance um, with the American public, um, declared that in his far-left beliefs, Joe Rogan, who is a podcaster, he is an MMA announcer, he is just an extraordinarily popular you know, cultural uh, icon, really. I think it's fair to say Joe, Joe Rogan has reached icon status. His podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, is the number one podcast in America. By a lot, okay? So he's, he's reached that status. He did an interview a few weeks back with Dr. Robert Malone, an immunologist and a scientific researcher, one of the most prominent immunologists in the world. He is the one who developed the mRNA technology that would become the, the Pfizer and COVID and AstraZeneca and other, or not COVID, excuse me, the Pfizer, the Moderna, the AstraZeneca and others that are mRNA-based uh, vaccines, otherwise known as profit shots or profit jabs. He developed the technology. Dr. Malone has watched what that technology has been brought into with the creation of these jabs and has denounced them as being not only ineffective but dangerous. He has said that he, of course, took two of the shots early on. He is now no way in no way, shape, or form going to take a booster. He said, the reason why he's not going to take a booster is, are you kidding me? I don't want to die. Those are the words of Dr. Robert Malone. So Joe Rogan did an interview with him. For three hours, he explained the dangers of the mRNA technology that he created in the current usage in form of these in the form of these uh, vaccines, and he spoke of vaccine mandates. So the long story short here is, Dr. Robert Malone and Joe Rogan, who also recovered from COVID, not with a COVID jab, but with monoclonal antibodies and therapeutics like ivermectin, the two of them gave the other side of the story that the left wants buried. And in response to that, the left has gone nuts. But in particular, this ancient rocker, Neil Young, said, Hey, Spotify, my music is playing on your platform. Joe Rogan's podcast is on your platform. You can have one but not the other. You either get rid of Joe Rogan or I pull all my music. Spotify took about 0.00002 seconds to say, Bye. See you, Neil. We're not getting rid of our most popular podcast upon which we make a lot of money or from which we make a lot of money so that people can listen to Keep on Rocking in the Free World once every seven or, not eight, seven or eight months, which is about all it is. Well, Come to find out, Neil Young's got some other 170-year-old former rockers on his side, too. Joni Mitchell followed Neil Young's lead and said she's pulling her music from Spotify, too. 
Some guitar player who I don't know and never really heard of before, but I understand, is also a legend. He might have been part of the E Street Band with Bruce Springsteen. Also said, yeah, me too. So suddenly there's a movement among really, really unknown or formerly known individuals who are saying you can't have our music there if you have Joe Rogan's podcast. In other words, they're calling for Spotify to do what? They're calling for Spotify to censor, to suppress the speech, the free speech of somebody because they don't like the speech. They claim that it's dangerous and it could lead to physical harm. As people say, I don't want the profit jabs and therefore they may die. This is their their point of view. Now, why did I focus on keep on rocking in the free world? The reason I focused on keep on rocking in the free world, first of all, as I said, it's uh, Neil Young's only song you probably can name right now off the top of your head. At least that's what I think. Maybe there's others. I don't know. But it's the only one I had, so I'm going to run with this. But isn't it interesting that Neil Young, who wrote and sings keep on rocking in the free world, wants Joe Rogan censored in a free world. Joe Rogan is not allowed to keep on rocking with his take on COVID, medications, treatments, uh, antibodies, etc., etc., natural immunity. He's not allowed to be a part of the free world. I don't like what he had to say, so shut him up. Keep on rocking in the free world, but not that guy. Keep a- this, is, this is the absurdity of it all. The irony, the inconsistency, the hypocrisy, whatever you want to call it. But you're, we, we want to keep on rocking in the free world, but we, the ancient rockers of America and Canada, and I think both those are Canadian, Joni Mitchell and Neil Young, we, the, um, uh, the, uh, the ancient rockers in North America, don't want freedom to actually exist. A free world should not exist. So meantime, Spotify has had to respond to this somehow. First they responded by saying, nope, Joe Rogan, stay, see you, see you Neil. But now that there's more leftist outrage, which, by the way, we cannot ignore. Do not ignore the fact that leftists everywhere, with organizations, with media, Hollywood, music, New York, um, everywhere, are calling for an end to the First Amendment. If you have science that denies our science... Your science must be silenced, because that's not really science. Your science must be destroyed. It must be censored. It must be suppressed, because we don't want your science. We just want people's compliance, right? Isn't that what the T-shirt says? We don't want science. We only want compliance. That's it. The left is taking their demands for suppression of speech to a new level, and Spotify has announced they're going to kind of listen to it a little bit. Spotify announced yesterday, Sunday, that it is publishing its new content policy and that it will create a coronavirus information hub, which the Wall Street Journal reported came in response to backlash that the company has faced from leftists over top podcast host Joe Rogan. The announcement from Spotify CEO came after Neil Young complained about claims that Rogan had made on the Joe Rogan experience and a couple of others have joined him. Quote, We have had rules in place for many years, but admittedly, we haven't been transparent around the policies that guide our content more broadly. This, in turn, led to questions about their application to serious issues, including COVID-19. This is the CEO, Daniel Eck, writing yesterday. Based on the feedback over the past several weeks, 
It's become clear to me that we have an obligation to do more to provide balance and access to widely accepted information from the medical and scientific communities guiding us through this unprecedented time. These issues are incredibly complex. End quote. So if you're trying to you know summarize that they're saying based on the crying and whining of the american left and the rock and roll hall of fame classes and so on and so forth um we're going to do a little bit here to limit the reach of people like joe rogan who are presenting you know other scientific facts that 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 uh are unacceptable to the leftists and their dr fauci scientific facts so we're going to do a little bit to limit him he highlighted the following moves that Spotify will take now. Quote, Today we are publishing our long-standing platform rules. These policies were developed by our internal team in concert with a number of outside experts and are updated regularly to reflect the changing safety landscape. And I'm going to stop there because of the obvious. The key here is who are your outside experts? Are they Dr. Fauci? Are they um, Rochelle Walensky of the CDC? Uh, who are your outside experts? Because if you're not considering other outside experts like, mm, I don't know, Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Uh, McCullough, if you're not concer- uh, looking at other experts and uh, epidemiologists, um, then you're not providing true science. You're providing political science and nothing else. Number two, we are working to add a content advisory to any podcast episode that includes a discussion about COVID-19. This advisory will direct listeners to our dedicated COVID-19 hub, a resource that provides easy access to data-driven facts, up-to-date information as shared by scientists, physicians, academics, and public health authorities around the world. In other words, the ones we choose, but not the frontline doctors, not the authors of the Great Barrington Declaration. Not epidemiologists who have proven that there is no benefit whatsoever to masking when it comes to COVID-19. There's no benefit whatsoever to these profit shots when it comes to trying to stop the spread of COVID-19. Can it for a short period of time minimize your symptoms? Maybe. But that's not what vaccinations or inoculations are for. All of that is going to be ignored by Spotify's hub. And finally, number three. We will also begin testing ways to highlight on our platform platform rules in our creator and publisher tools to raise awareness about what's acceptable and help creators understand their accountability. So it sounds like just a lot of hey, when Joe Rogan goes on uh, on our uh, his podcast on our platform and covers the science that our left wing musicians don't like, our cover here is going to be hey, listen to what he says, but take it with a grain of salt and go check out our our contradictory evidence. In other words, it's similar to putting the cover on a story shared by on Facebook that says uh, uh, misinformation or lacking context or this is challenged by other information. Go read here as to why what you just read is wrong. So it's a it's a beginning of an attempt, in my estimation. It's the beginning of an attempt by Spotify, while not wanting to cut off their own nose to spite their face, because they know how much money they make with Joe Rogan and how extraordinarily popular he is, doing something to appease the leftist base that says, see, we are giving the other information that counters what Joe Rogan gives, or Joe Rogan's guest may give. And that may placate them for a week or two or maybe even a month or two before they demand more steps being taken, such as they're going to um, 
limit or redact or block out sections or segments of the Joe Rogan experience in order to comply with their leftist demands. The real question becomes then, what will Joe Rogan do? Will he pull his podcast, the highest rated podcast in America? Will he pull it from Spotify and put it elsewhere? Or will he acquiesce? Something tells me that a guy who is as obsessed with MMA fighting as Joe Rogan is, he's not going to acquiesce. He's going to fight. And we should all be in his corner. All right, 1023, quick time out. Your call's next. AM 1420, The Answer. Welcome back to Always Right with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. And say good morning to Yvette on AM 1420, The Answer. Hello, Yvette. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. Um, hey, I have a suggestion for the truck drivers. I watched that convoy. It was very impressive. Um, but I fear that the media is not covering it. I think the truckers, it would be more effective instead of doing a convoy to shut it down for five days. Well, um, I understand your point. And then the media won't have to report it because the Brandon voters and everyone will feel it. Yeah, I uh, I get it. But here's the thing: when it, when when we call for things like that, and I get your point, I really do. Please don't take this in a dismissive way in any way. But when we call for things like that, who pays the price? The elites who are making the policies. They don't care. Their shelves aren't empty because their cupboards are full. Uh, everything that they need, they can get in a, in a moment's notice. Those who make the policies aren't going to feel a pinch of a five-day shutdown of all trucking in America at all. But the American people who need things, who need food, who need medications, who need things for their safety, for their well-being, if they had a five-day shutdown, it would take probably weeks to build things back up to stock, to, to normalcy. And they would be, there would be a lot of Americans that would be harmed by something like that. And I think that's why the truckers said, no, we're going to go and make a show here uh, by, by this day, you know, blocking up this highway for 45 miles on our way into Ottawa to make that statement. But we don't want to do something that's long-term to hurt the people because the people are the ones we're fighting for. In fact, the truckers are the people. They are. As soon as they park their rig, they go home to their middle-class families and their middle-class houses, and they hope that their middle-class cupboards have some middle-class food from their middle-class grocery store that isn't empty because of the policies of Trudeau up there and Biden down here. Yeah, but maybe it would wake the voters up. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. uh, You know what, Yvette, and thank you for the call, dear. Great call, great points. If they're not awakened now, (laughs) in all seriousness... I, I don't know that they want to be disturbed from their slumber. I think those who are going to be awakened are awakened. And by the way, we all know there's a big difference between being awake and being woke. Thank you, Yvette. Charlie, Westlake, go ahead, Charlie. Thanks, Bob. Uh, good show. Um, yeah, the, I'm, I'm all for this, uh, the, the boycott. We have to, we have to, the, the voters need to, to wake up. There's still a lot that are sleeping, especially the left. But I was I was thinking you know, I was looking at all this immigration and what's the solution when we take back the Congress and take back the presidency? We're going to still have twenty five million illegals here, 
And what's the solution? I remember Mitt Romney saying, we have to come up with an e-verify employment thing in the United States where they cannot work in the United States and they will self-deport. So I'm all for introducing a law once we got to Congress that it's a self-deportation law. And I was just wondering what you thought about that. Well, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, I think that's a, a very positive thing. The other thing that I that I really would, t- you know, I think isn't getting enough play um, is that in Texas, and thanks for the call, Charlie, uh, in Texas, they're building the wall. Do, do people know that? Do people in Ohio know what's going on in Texas? Joe Biden canceled the continuation of President Trump's border wall. But Joe Biden doesn't control Texas. Texas is building its own border wall. They have put aside billions of Texas uh, taxpayer dollars to build a border wall to protect the people of their state from this unchecked flow across the Rio Grande, across the border, into, into Texas. They have done it. What we need now is for the Republican governor of Arizona to make a similar commitment. You're not going to get that from New Mexico, but let them go ahead and reroute everything through New Mexico uh, and see what happens. Certainly you're not going to get the blue state of California to do that there. But when you talk about the four states that uh, that border Mexico, if we can get to probably, you know, in terms of the actual size of the border... I, I think it's I think it's by far the too big. I don't know. I got me- I would have to measure the the, uh, uh, the border distance um, between New Mexico and Mexico. But I think between Texas and Arizona, it's the most significant you know portions of the border. And if we can uh, if we can have the states build their own border walls to stop illegals from coming in, force them through other channels, I think that could help a lot. I do. So I agree with your point, too, about self-deportation orders and measures, but um, I think there are other things we can do in terms of physical obstructions to stop them from getting in. We just have to have a commitment from those states to do it, since we don't have a commitment from the uh, Constitution-violating Brandon administration. I'll be right back. Mainstream media is always left. Tune your radio to the right and find a voice of reason amid the liberal chaos. Always right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. I, I love what, what we're seeing here. For I mean, think about that. 45 miles of trucks. That that is unbelievable. But this is this is what happens when you have the left continue to do their ridiculous things. The double standard from these people. Americans have had it. Canadians have obviously had it. And I do think things are going to be moving in a more uh, in a freedom direction uh, around this country as well. Yeah, like that. By the way, good music here too. Another suggested uh, tune here would be uh, Convoy. Convoy. Check out Convoy. It's an oldie. It's kind of cheesy, but it's funny. <laughs> and you like it? Maybe have that on the way out. Convoy. Uh, 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 for the uh, out for the outro for the next segment is what I'm trying to say, Johnny Howes. Outro. Try to find convoy, but that's pretty good. Jim Jordan laying out uh, what's right about that uh, convoy up in Canada that was on its way to Ottawa, and it's something that I hope happens here as well uh, to counter uh, you know the mandates and to promote freedom. Something that we're supposed to stand for in this country, something that Canadians embrace as well, and they are dealing with a more fascist dictator than even we are with President Brandon. 
Uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau up there is literally acting like a tyrant. He says, and he doesn't care what other information comes out, he doesn't care how flawed the uh, profit jabs are. He doesn't care how many people who have COVID, or excuse me, who have been double and triple jabbed are still spreading COVID. Doesn't care, said the way out of this is vaccines. Vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. So it's a national mandate in Canada, and that's why they are fighting so very hard. We need to fight, too. We need to promote information and not misinformation. Talked about Joe Rogan last segment, too. Just super quick, let me give you this before I go back to the phones. Joe Rogan took to his Instagram page to address Spotify's new actions, saying they're going to promote their hub, their COVID hub, uh, on any podcasts that contain information about COVID-19 that they fear may be misinformation. Here's part of what Joe Rogan said. Hello, friends. I wanted to make a video to address some of the controversy that's been going on over the past few days. And first of all, to say thank you to everyone that sent love and support. I truly, truly appreciate it. And it's been very nice to hear from you. I wanted to make this video, first of all, because I think there's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of what I do, maybe based on sound bites or based on headlines of articles that are disparaging. Um, the podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation, specifically about two episodes, a little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two, one with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Rob Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist and he is the most published physician in his field in history. Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents on the creation of mRNA vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mRNA vaccines. Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. I wanted to hear what their opinion is. I had them on, and because of that, those episodes in particular... Uh, they, those episodes were labeled as being dangerous. They had dangerous misinformation in them. That is what they tried to claim. They claimed that these experts in their field of epidemiology, virology, and scientific research with mRNA vaccines or MR, mRNA technology, that their, their opinions are considered misinformation. But Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's been wrong day after day after day, week after week after week, month after month, and now year after year, the last two, his information is not considered misinformation. His is the gold standard. Rochelle Walensky, who is an absolute puppet, she's a sock puppet in charge of the CDC. Her information is, no, that's not a threat. That's not a threat of physical harm to people because that is, that is scientific information you can trust even though everything they predicted has been wrong. So Joe Rogan, they're trying to censor him. They're trying to cancel him. They're trying to silence him, even though all he's doing is providing other science. Science that, in fact, has been more uh, proven to be more reliable than the science presented by Dr. Fauci, the NIH, Francis Collins, and others. You know, there's another element to this I would just describe. You remember, remember the ridiculing that the press did of the Trump administration when they talked about presenting alternate facts? I can't remember if it was Kelly McEnany or if it was um, Sarah Huckabee uh, or you know one of the press secretaries or whoever it was who talked about, no, we're presenting alternate facts. And the left said, oh, my God, alternate facts, those are lies. What's the opposite of a fact? A lie. You know, um, or a falsehood. They, they had a field day with that. And that's because the left is stupid. 
They literally are just too stupid for words. There are, there are such things as alternate facts that are not lies. Some things can be true while at the very same time being the opposite of other things that can be true. The simplest example, of course, is the glass of water. Is that glass half full? Yes, that's a fact. Is that glass half empty? Yes, it is. That's an alternate fact. They're both facts. What Joe Rogan and others are trying to do is present alternate scientific research. It is no more true or less true than others until it is challenged by what? Alternate scientific research. The scientific research being conducted by the NIH, by Dr. Fauci's in, in their labs, by the CDC, all of the scientific studies, that cannot be trusted until other scientific studies that challenge that research are also conducted, and you cannot let the public judge until the public hears both pieces of research, both facts, whether they're alternate. Now, in this case, to be quite honest with you, what we have seen over the last two years you know, the Fauci side, the CDC side, the FDA side, that called these vaccines until they realized they weren't vaccinating anyone. They weren't inoculating anyone. They had to go to the website of the CDC and literally change the definition of vaccinated, vac- vaccines and vaccinated. They changed it from inoculates, prevents spread of viruses or diseases to helps mitigate symptoms of viruses and disease. They literally had to change it. Because they didn't even have facts, alternate or otherwise, on their side. They had fiction. They had falsehoods. They had fakes. Yet, nonetheless, it's the Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough, Dr. Gottlieb, and uh, so many others who were part of the Great Barrington Declaration. They're the ones who are canceled for bringing facts to the table that may be alternate to that of the scientists who are running the government. All right. um, To um, Cleveland, TJ. TJ, you're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, hello. Yeah, you know, Bob, these old geezer woke rockers ought to just go away. They don't realize they, they've become irrelevant. You know, you mentioned Joni Mitchell. Yeah. You know, back in the 60s, Joni Mitchell wanted Bob Dylan to be the face of the hippie movement, and, and Dylan refused. Years later, they were uh, interviewing Dylan, and they asked him, like, why didn't you get involved in politics back then? He says, look. If you want to know about politics, the worst person you can ask is a musician. He says, me, I'm just a song and dance man. And, you know, when it comes to this Crosby, Still, and Nash, uh, you know, Ted Nugent and uh, Meatloaf are kept out of the Rock Hall because they were conservatives. And this Crosby made a statement a couple years ago that maybe Nugent's not in the Rock Hall because he just don't have the talent. And Ted Nugent come back with the best response I think I heard in my life. He says, Crosby is nothing but a big, fat, overbloated carcass that abused his body for years on drugs and alcohol. I wish these people would just go away, Bob. Nobody listens to them anymore, and they still think they're relevant. Yeah, and that's the that's the ironic part about it. They, th- I mean, seriously, I, I cannot remember the last time I went in search, thank you for the call, TJ, of a Joni Mitchell song. I can't. And, and in fact, it's probably because it's never happened. It's never happened in my five decades on this earth. I've never searched for a Joni Mitchell song. I only searched for the Neil Young song probably because I heard Keep on Rocking in the Free World on a classic rock station at some point in the last few years. And I said, oh, yeah, I remember that one. And I put it on my, on my playlist on my phone. It's now gone. And yet they think that they're relevant enough, even though nobody knows them anymore, looks for them, or searches them out. They think they're relevant enough to try to cancel Joe Rogan, the most popular podcaster in America? Really? 
they must still be feeling the effects of the drugs that they started taking in the 60s and really never stopped to this day. They're still high. They're stoned enough to think that they matter. And they don't. They just don't. Um, let's go to Akron. Tanya on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, hey, Bob, Tanya. how are you? Good. What's on your uh, Everything is great with the truckers. I think they're doing a fantastic job. I love the... Uh, the uh, the liberals up there that are ticked off that they can't walk around the city. I like the idea that the two New Yorkers, they got fired from their job because they made negative uh, comments about the the funeral of the police officer on, yeah. on yeah, the uh, one last actress, Friday. The one, the one is an actress. She did like a 30-second <laughs> yeah. rant on TikTok about how terrible it was that New York shut down all these city streets just for the funeral for one dead cop who probably died doing his job incorrectly, is how she said it. And these uh, these yeah. SOBs kill 22-year-olds all the time for no reason, and there's no, no, no citywide parades for them, she said, but now we're going to shut down the whole city for one dead effing cop. She got fired, by the way, from her uh, from her talent agency that she worked for as an actress, which is what she deserved. Which she deserved. And but the other one was a teacher, and that's my whole point. We need, you know, we need to have some backbone with our children. You know, mine are too old. Yours are out of out of the public school system, but they're indoctrinating them. Tomorrow will be the first day of February, which is the day I've hated since I was. A kid, not a kid, grown up, but uh, Black History Month, where they reinvent Black History Month, and now they have totally changed it. Our heroes are no longer our heroes. And tomorrow, the BLM has a platform for teachers to teach from all this week. And if all this month, probably, probably the, all this month, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's all the, it's all this month, but BLM, BLM has a particular indoctrination program they have gotten together with teachers to teach and if we don't get our kids out of public schools we're going to lose three generations Joni Mitchell all of them were the 60s those were the ball the you know the hippies of the 60s now they're running the government they don't ever want to grow old they want to you know I don't know what they yeah. think they're going to live forever but they look crazy, and they're going to indoctrinate. They're indoctrinating our kids. They rebuild against their parents and country. Now they're teaching. Now they're teaching our children and grandchildren to rebel against each other. We cannot survive unless we figure out a way to take our schools and our churches back. Well, I'll tell you what, Tony. I completely concur. And uh, in honor of your opposition to tomorrow, February first, and the start of Black History Month, uh, go ahead and hang up now and listen. I'm sure you'll uh, you'll enjoy this uh, uh, this little memory from Morgan Freeman. Black History Month, you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is white history month? No, well, no, 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 come on, tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay, which I'm month Jewish. is Jewish history month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh, oh, why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no, no. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a black history month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. 
I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. You the left cringes every time they hear those interviews with Morgan Freeman, with Mike Wallace, or Morgan Freeman with Don Lemon. They cringe every time they hear it. Why? Because Morgan Freeman believes in what Martin Luther King believed in, a colorblind society in which we do not judge one another or identify one another as people of certain skin colors, but we judge one another and we identify one another by what's inside. What is your character? Who are you? What do you stand for? Not what do you look like on the outside. And so, yes, we are about to have a month full of not colorblindness, but color views. That's it. Everybody's going to be viewed through colored lenses. You're going to have a color in front of your eyes. You're going to see somebody not as a man, but a black man. Despite Morgan Freeman's plea to not be seen as such, you're going to see somebody not as a man, but a white man. Despite his plea that no one view white people that way. An entire month of celebrating division and segregation, courtesy of the American, well, the American government and the American culture. We'll be right back. Tell the truth, Johnny Hiles. Turn on your mic for a second. Have you ever heard this song? Absolutely. I've actually watched the movie uh, a few times. Oh, beautiful. You've seen the movie. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's a great I mean, movie. Yeah, it was. And as soon as I uh, you know, saw, of course, about the convoy, and then as soon as you played, uh, which one did you play before? Eastbound and Down, Jerry. Eastbound and Down, thank you. As soon as you played Eastbound and Down, the first, first thing I thought of was the Weber Duck. And uh, we got a great big convoy rolling through the night. Outstanding. Good job, Canadian truckers. American truckers, when is it our turn? When's it our turn to stand for freedom, or rather to stand in idle for freedom? Let your trucks sit there and idle outside of D.C. We've got to make a statement. We've got to do something to protect our freedom the way they are, even up in the great white north. Let's go down to uh, the deep red south, Houston, Texas. That's where Will is calling from here in Cleveland on AM 1420, The Answer. How you doing, Will? What's on your mind, buddy? Hey, my brother. How you doing? Good morning. Uh, let's go, Brandon. Number Let's one. go, Brandon. Indeed. I'm wearing the sweatshirt right now. I'm wearing the hoodie. Let's go, Brandon Hoodie, <laughs> as I do the show. Nice. Hey, um, two things, man. That that song, Eastbound and Down, man. Yeah. I know the young young folks, they probably don't remember um, uh, Smokey and Smokey the Bandit, Bandit or yeah. BJ and the... Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if it was Smokey and the Bandit or BJ and the Bear. Remember that one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course I remember BJ and the Bear. No, they had their own theme song, though, but I used to love that. And I remember Hammer, the uh, <laughs> the villain was Hammer, uh, BJ's uh, uh, a big, uh, uh, um, what do you call him, the... Uh, the uh, Oh, for, uh, the antagonist. Uh, BJ was the protagonist yeah, the antagonist, in the right. I, I was a kid when that was on in the 70s, but I loved every minute of it. Good stuff. But look, look my, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, man. I haven't heard too many people talk about the the um, the mail-in ballots being um, found unconstitutional in, in, in Pennsylvania. So I was, I was curious uh, if you saw that having any effect in the midterms at all in, 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 in any other areas. Well, I, yeah, I don't know what kind of an impact it's going to have. This is the, uh, uh, the, this is the problem with all of these. 
I shouldn't say problem, because the audits should be done. Uh, all of the investigations and all of the irregularities should be done. But how they're going to impact going forward is still up to the legislature. It's going to be up to the, the okay. Pennsylvania legislature uh, to decide what they do uh, going into the midterms, uh, you know, if there's any way, uh, a different way that they're going to run their elections. Uh, so I don't know. But I, it was... It was gratifying as a conservative who knew about some of the shenanigans and who knew what yeah, kind of what kind of illegal actions were taking place by way of the universal mail in balloting in Pennsylvania. It's good to kind of get that you know validation that we were right, but what that means going forward is still anybody's guess. The legislature is going to have to step uh, step up to say we're never allowing that to happen again, and I doubt that the uh, Pennsylvania legislature, which is majority Democrat, will do that. Ah, uh, okay. Good talking to you, brother. Okay, buddy, appreciate the phone call. Wow, we're up in the end. Today flew. I'm sorry. Conversation with Jim Jordan. Great calls from you. Great audio clips. It flew. I didn't realize it was 11 o'clock yet. I can't wait till we start our third hour, which is coming, by the way. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of the show. Have a great day. Be safe, and let's go, Brandon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.